Welcome to Power of the Cross Radio Sermons. Up next is a sermon from Pastor Farrell Wilson. Brother Wilson is the pastor of the Lighthouse Church in Grenada, Mississippi. Messages can also be downloaded at GrenadaChurch.com. Now, on to the sermon. Start our year out right with the sermon here. No fear this year, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. Lord, you brought us through another year. We're here. We're all in one piece, Lord. We may have gotten banged up a little along the way, but God, you've taken care of us. You've made sure we've had something to eat, a place to say. We're, we're so blessed, Lord. And today, Lord, as we break the bread of life, let us worship and honor you for all the goodness that you showed toward us this year and looking forward to what's coming next year. We ask you things in Jesus' name and say amen. Fear will spoil the new year coming for many people. We get so wrapped up in thinking about what could happen next year, what lies ahead. And I'm glad he sang that because that's just an appropriate song. Uh, I, I, there could be some bad times coming up this year, but ultimately I know what lies ahead. And the Bible has not called us to have a spirit of fear. But if you're scared, don't think you're alone. You may be like that little boy in a school play and his line was supposed to be, it is I, be not afraid. And when he came on stage, he said, it's me and I'm scared. Amen. Fear was the very first evidence of the fall in the Garden of Eden. Look what happened. As soon as their eyes were awakened, they went and hid and they covered themselves with fig leaves. Genesis 3 and 10 says, I heard thy voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself. So look what fear did to the human race. Now, ever since Adam and Eve, fear had been one of the main factors because that's what sin breeds is fear. And it has basically... Well, it, we think basically it has caused much problems in this world as we know it. Fear can bring about emotional disturbances. There's a lot of medical terms we hear nowadays, and we want to blame it on a lot of things, and we want to give people fear, uh, pills to cure it. But, you know, all these disturbances we have in our minds, certain types of illnesses, do you know that fear can cause your body to react? You can have heart attacks. The Bible even says that in the last days, men's hearts would be failing them with fear. What are you seeing right now? Fear. And people's hearts are failing them. And it can cause depression. In other words, it can make the believer's life absolutely miserable. Fear robs you of a good life. You're worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. And most of the time, the things we worry about never transpire anyway. It steals that joy. But God said this, come into my kingdom and fear not. Amen. Now, let's look at the promises of God just for a minute this morning for this new year. Matthew 11 and 28, Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said this to a people who were suffering under religious leaders that would put burdens on them they could not manage to keep. And what do I mean by that? All these activities, these religious rules that churches and people and leaders might lay on you, it leaves you feeling very inadequate towards the Lord. And rightfully so. You feel like, well, I can't please the Lord. I can't do all these things. I can't keep the Ten Commandments under my own power. I, I fail at every turn. And if you're looking to please the Lord that way, you should be scared. If that If that's your outlook on life, if that is your outlook towards God, 
because we we wonder, well, how could I please God then? How could I how could I make him happy with me? Resting in the finished work of Christ brings peace and it dispels fear. When you trust Christ, I know we most of us in churches have heard that many years. We we've heard have faith and have faith and have faith and trust in God. But when you put your faith in the correct object, in the finished work of Christ, then, then you have power to dispel the fear. You have light to come into your life to push the darkness out. Next, God protects those who belong to Him. Isaiah 41 and 10 says, Fear uh, thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. I will help thee. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. You know, that, those scriptures were wrote for Israel of old. You've got to keep in mind, Israel had messed up in a bad way. For hundreds of years, God had uh, on and off had punished them. And finally, God had had enough of it. And he sent them into exile into Babylon. And the words that I just read to you out of Isaiah 41, here's the deeper meaning behind it. God had brought punishment on them. They had deserved what they had because they had forsaken God. But God said, if you'll come back to me, if you'll come back to me, I'll be with you. There's no reason to fear. I'm going to restore all. I'm going to put all back in your life. If only you will hearken to my voice. You know, when we're weak, God will give us strength to make it. Amen. That song that Ricky uh, sang the first one, Precious Lord. There, there's a story behind that song. I can tell it to you real briefly because I remember it. Thomas Darcy. He was out evangelizing. I believe he was in St. Louis, Missouri. And he had gotten word, I believe it was during the time of the Great Chicago Fire, he received a telegram after he finished singing that night and said he had lost his wife and his child in that fire. And he went uh, he went back home after the services and, and where he was staying, he was in a little room, he got depressed, was not even wanting to preach anymore and one day a beam of light come in and God reassured him that he would be faithful to him and there was no reason to fear the future. And he wrote that song, Precious Lord, Take My Hand. Out of some of the worst circumstances, the most beautiful things come up. In front of the great cathedral of a means in northern France stands a statue of Jesus Christ and on either side of him are the twelve apostles. And they're written up below it, their virtues, their good virtues and their, their things that were wrong with them. And of course, Peter is there. And one of the virtues of, of Peter was he was very courageous. He would stand flat footed with the devil in a minute. And, but we also see his cowardice. And in these statues, first we see Peter and then below it, there's a part of it. This statue shows that he's running from a leopard then you look below that you see him riding this leopard and the artist was trying to tell us this it was to teach us that the lord jesus can take all of our weaknesses and transform them into his strength the very thing which calls us to to flee will cause us all also to go and gain strength if if the Lord Jesus Christ is the head of your life. Amen. And the reward of those who believe. The Lord is the reward of those who believe. Most modern churches have got this mixed up, and I don't preach this. Now, I preach prosperity to you. I believe there's prosperity in the cross of serving God. There's no doubt about it. 
I didn't have two pennies to rub together when I started serving the Lord. And little by little, he's added to my life. I'm faithful as best I can, best I know how and how he guides me and leads me. I'm faithful to his word. I'm faithful in my giving. He's blessed me along the way. But that's not the reward. The reward is not the things of this world. The reward is not money. The reward is not great health. The reward is not a a, a great life. And I want you to have those things. Don't misunderstand me. They come along with serving the Lord. And I know He'll bless you, but the reward is the Lord. Amen? When this life is all over, when it's said and done, one thing that's going to remain is the Lord. Amen? And to be with Him forever, my friends, there's no greater reward in this life. Genesis 15.1 said, the Lord said, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward if you would believe Him. But what do you believe on? Oh, I'm glad you asked me. You know what I'm going to say. I hope you do. I hope you've been around me long enough to know what I'm about to say. When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and what He's accomplished at Calvary, the Lord is your shield. Let me say it over here. When you have the right object of faith in the cross, that's your shield. He'll be your help when you need help. But you have to have the right faith. To have the protection and peace of God, you have to be in right relationship with Him. I'll prove it to you. Now, Mallory back here, I know she likes me. But she don't like me as much as she likes them kids. Now, if you want to find out how much she likes them, go over and mess with one of them. And you'll find out real quick how much Mama loves them kids, right? It's the same way with you and God. God loves His children. And not everybody is His child. That is a bad misconception. This world, you hear it all the time. Well, everybody's God's children. No, they're not. God loves everybody inherently. That's His nature. But they're not God's children. You're only God's child when you enter into right relationship with Him. That relationship is founded on the blood of Jesus Christ. That blood that flowed down Calvary's hill is what sets the relationship right between you and God. I know I sound like a preacher from the 1950s, but that's okay. Because I know what this Bible says. I've read it back and forth several times. Matter of fact, my wife gave me a memory today. Ten years now, you know, Facebook pops up in memories. And we had a 10-year anniversary when Matthew and Zach finished reading the Bible with us through. It was this time this year. Oh, you just don't know we finished reading it. I was, hallelujah, thank God that's over with. <laughs> I, I'm glad I read it with them. I was joyful. But, boy, sometimes they tested my patience with that stuff. Oh, but it was a blessing. I'm glad we did, and I know they'll never forget it either. With that, the Hebrew says this, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. You can do all the activities you want. You can feel sorry about things you've done. You can feel bad about sin. But the only way that there is a remission of sin, meaning it's blotted out, is no longer held against you, and to be in right relationship with God, there has to be the shedding of blood. There has to be. Why does God want it that way? I don't know. Ask Him. I've got an opinion if you want to hear. It's just an opinion. I think the life force is in blood, but that's just an opinion. All I know is, is when God, God said that when the sacrifices would happen in times of old, when they would lay the sacrifice out on the brazen altar and the priest would 
sling the blood around the bottom of it. And I mean, you had this carcass, this animal carcass here that were burning in this Black, greasy smoke was going up to the heavens, and God said it was a sweet savor unto his nostrils, and it pleased him in that. And it was the ultimate sacrifice at Calvary when the sacrifice was hanging on the cross, and that sweet savor went up to God. And I I don't understand it all. I don't think I'll ever understand it all. But I just know that God is pleased in Jesus. Amen. And when I have my faith in Him, when I trust in Him completely and totally, my relationship is right with God. I don't have to worry about whether I'm going to make it to heaven or not. I know what lies ahead. God's got me safe and secure in this year 2024. This whole world may go in one big boom. I don't know. I don't really care. I just want to see souls saved. Amen. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. God knows. But he said there'll be seasons as long as the earth remains. I don't think we're going anywhere until Jesus Christ returns. So be happy. Look forward to what the Lord has for you this year. Dear listeners of Power of the Cross Radio, we're reaching out to you today with a heartfelt request that can make a world of difference. Our mission to spread hope, faith, and inspiration relies on your generous support. For years, Power of the Cross Radio has been a guiding light, bringing you messages of love, healing, and spiritual growth. But to continue touching lives, we need your help. Your contributions enable us to produce quality content, reach wider audiences, and keep the message of faith alive. Every dollar you offer is an investment in nurturing souls and fostering a community of believers. Join hands with us today. Your offering, whether big or small, holds the power to transform lives. Together, we can ensure that the light of power of the Cross Radio continues to shine brightly. Visit our website at www.cross.radio to make your secure donation. Remember, it's not just a financial contribution, it's a step towards spreading love, hope, and the message of the Cross to those who need it most. Thank you for being a part of this incredible journey. Your support fuels our mission, and together, we can make a profound impact. Now, back to the message. You've got to understand, you're in a covenant with God when you enter in by the blood, okay? A covenant just simply means this. i got an agreement with you. If I go to Josh and I tell him, I say, Josh, I, w- I-, I want you to fix my car, and he said it's going to be $1,000, and I hand him that money, he fixed my car, and I get out on the road, and I'm going good. And that was a covenant. We made an agreement. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you this. And we're in agreement. And the, what we agreed upon happens. And that's, I mean, that's maybe a simple illustration, but that is the way it is with God. When you tell him, I trust in your son Jesus and I trust in his cross and that sacrifice, you're in into covenant with God. And now God is obligated to keep his promises with you. All those promises that come from Abraham on are yours. See, God said, see if I won't bless you. See if I won't pour it out in your life. Them promises are there because you have a covenant with God. When you're in covenant with God by the blood of Jesus, you're protected. You're resting in Him. Everything is going to be okay. Don't worry about 2024. You should have no fear going into this year. You know what you should have? You should be looking forward to what God's going to do. Amen? There's great things ahead. Just hang on. I know there's evil out in this world. I know it seems like it's all going down a tube to hell and it, it ain't hit quite hit bottom yet, but we're almost there. It's what it seems like. But that's just the human side of me. I have to know and trust God that everything is going to be just great. Amen? 
I may, I hope I don't have no more broken bones this year. I had a guy the other day said, sent me a text. It's 2024, brother Wilson. What could I pray for you? What could I do for you? Pray that I won't break anything this year. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but uh, my friends, when the light comes into your heart, it dispels darkness and it drives out the fear. You know, the fear is really saying you don't trust God. Now, I think if I ask every one of you in here today, you would tell me I trust God with all my heart. And I would too. Do we really mean that though? I'm not asking for no show of hands. I'm not asking you to run to the altar with that and proclaim it. I'm just simply saying, instead of just saying it, do we actually live it out? This year, make 2024 different. Really trust in God. Say, you know what, God? I may not understand it all right now, but I put my whole life in your hands and I believe 2024 is going to be a great year for me. There was a woman and her little daughter in a church service and the preacher spoke about how obedience towards God is revealed in the manner in which one attends to the small duties in everyday life. He described how many parents neglect their spiritual duties in the home, how they retired at night without praying, how they didn't pray for God to watch over them the night, how they begin their morning and failed to thank God for the rest they had and the new blessings of the day. And the little girl looked over to her mother and said, Mama, is that preacher talking about you? And the mama said nothing, but when she went home that night, the tears began to flow, and she cried out to God, God, help me with my weakness. Help me to be thankful and trust you every day of my life. If I made promises that I've just told you this morning, if I said, Brother Wilson promises you things, it doesn't mean really nothing. It means nothing. I'm human just like you are. You hang around with me in the afternoon, you'll figure that out real quick. I'm, I'm just human. That's all I am. God called me to preach and I've answered that call. That's the only difference. But the promises I'm telling you about did not come from me. They came from the Word of God. And I know this Word of God to be authentic. And I know that it's truth. It's the only truth in the world. This is it. There's no other truth other than the truth of God's Word and the things contained in it. But look who issued those promises about fear. It wasn't me. It wasn't you. It wasn't the church of God. It wasn't Jimmy Swagger. It was God Almighty. It was the one who made the heavens and earth. Psalm 121 says, I will lift up my eye to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall never slumber nor sleep. I might interject why I'm right there as we're watching what's going on in the world with Israel. Israel will not be defeated. You just hang on. They will be victorious in the, the very end when it's all said and done. And these promises, though, for Israel and Abraham and Jacob, when those promises were made, they continue on to us. God will not slumber while you're in trouble. Sometimes it may feel like He's a million miles away, but God hasn't forgot you. Well, God feels like He's in some universe out there, Brother Wilson. No, He's not. He's closer than you know because He lives right here by the agency of the Holy Spirit. Hey, there's some days it's going to be hard to pray. You know, it, no, the preachers I've heard honest with themselves and with their congregations, I've heard the same statement many a time. Some days it's just hard to pray. Some days it's hard to open that Bible. 
I find that, don't y'all laugh at me. I'm just telling I get my reading over with the Bible in the morning. Why? Because at nighttime, if I pick it up, I'm out in about two seconds. That sleep monster jumps on you and boom, you're gone. You don't believe me? Try it tonight when you go home. You'll see what I'm talking about. Get up early in the morning and praise Him and read the Word. Start your year out right. And I encourage you parents with uh, children here, or maybe your grandchildren home, read the Bible through with them this year. Even if you're a child and you got to pick up a picture Bible, whatever you got to do, read that Bible with them and share those promises of God. And maybe they won't have fear of this world. Maybe they'll start trusting in the Lord. The one who that made these promises is the one that cannot lie. Titus 1 and 2 says God cannot lie. Even Jesus said, I, I, I go to prepare a place for you. If it wasn't true, I would have told you so. God's not going to lie to you. His word is true. These things, it, it, the, 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 just the cohesiveness of the Bible, if you want to get scientific about it and you want to look at all the prophecies fulfilled and the promises fulfilled, there's no doubt about it that this Bible is authentic. But beyond that, God made the promise. He does not lie and you can trust him. God is the one who cannot fail. Luke 1 and 37 says this, For with God nothing shall be impossible. Amen? That cancer can be gone. That heart condition can be gone. That money problem can be gone. That family member that just won't cooperate with you. God can cure them too. Might might take them a little longer. But God can cure them too. And you know, somebody asked me the other day, what about these family members? There was a little issue going on. I thought, and I said, you know, have you ever thought about praying God to change you? Have you ever thought about asking God, you know what, God, instead of changing them, work on me. Work on this heart. Because you know what? The people that ain't saved, they're not going to hear from the Lord unless something dramatic happens. Those that are saved, though, can hear from the Lord and God can change you in this 2024 coming up. God's promises will hold every single time when the the world's promises fail. I want to share with you a little story here I thought was it's very it's humorous but it's also very meaningful and gain something from it before we go home today. You know I I told you you should have nothing to fear but I, I I'm almost positive though this year will also bring trouble for some of us. It's just life. But there was a certain visiting pastor that had come to a breakfast at a church and I heard this story and I just thought it was so wonderful and applies so much. The pastor called up on this old farmer to say the prayer over the breakfast and there he was decked out in his bib overalls. And he began to pray. He said this, everybody bow their head. He said, Lord, I hate buttermilk. And that visiting pastor, he cracked that out looking. He Held his head back down. Then the farmer said without missing a beat, Lord, you know I hate lard. Then the pastor looked around again and began to get worried. And he said, Lord, you know I don't care much for raw white flour either. Then he looked around. He could see everybody else was looking around and getting a little concerned. But then the farmer said this, But Lord, when you mix them all together and bake them, they make warm, fresh biscuits. So, Lord, when things come up that we don't like, when life gets hard, we don't understand what you're saying to us, help us relax and wait till you're done mixing. Amen? It will probably be better than the biscuits. 
What great wisdom to share with you this day when everything in your world seems like it's coming apart in 2024. You don't like what you're seeing. Be patient and wait upon the Lord. He's going to bring you through. Don't fear. You're a child of the living King. Wait on the Lord and it will be better than before. Would y'all stand with me? Can we gather around God's altar? Let me pray for everybody this morning. Thank you for tuning in to Power of the Cross Radio. We hope these moments of inspiration have stirred your heart and uplifted your soul. Our mission is to share the timeless message of hope, love, and transformation that the cross represents. But we couldn't do this without you, our dedicated listeners. Your support breathes life into our broadcasts, enabling us to reach even more people with this powerful message. As you've experienced firsthand, the words spoken and the music played have the ability to touch lives and bring about positive change. If Power of the Cross Radio has become a source of encouragement and light for you, we kindly ask for your help in sustaining this ministry. Your contributions, whether big or small, make a significant impact in keeping this radio station on the airwaves. By partnering with us, you become part of a community that is spreading love, faith, and healing to all corners of the world. So please, consider supporting us financially, sharing about us with friends and family, and returning to listen. Let's continue this journey together, as we dive deeper into the profound message of the cross and its transformative power. Thank you for your unwavering support, and we look forward to having you right here with us again on Power of the Cross Radio. Remember, your involvement truly makes a difference. And until next time, stay blessed.